Well, welcome back to the uh, Parents Podcast of Connection Point Christian Church. We're here with the Worldview Directors, uh, Zach Breitenbach and Trey Shigley. And this is a senior Worldview series where Zach and Trey are teaching uh, about sharing your faith and what it really looks like to be an uh, ambassador for Christ. And um, this has given some helpful tools to parents that might want to engage in a conversation uh, you've already taught this info to the students, so now it's kind of helping me as a parent be equipped to have good conversations. Uh, it's also just helping me be equipped as, uh, in this case, uh, what it is to be an ambassador for Christ, because I've been learning a lot as we dove in last week. This is now part two with Zach and Trey. So, uh, Trey, we're going to go ahead and start with you. Why, why is it so important to avoid becoming competitive when sharing your faith and not looking for that mic drop moment that many people love on all the different YouTube videos out there. Yeah, this this is super important because if you search YouTube or you're just, um, yeah, browsing YouTube, you see all these like Christian shows up Muslim or, you know, Christian destroys atheist. And it's just, uh, you don't want that because it's not representing Christ well. And that's not the goal. It's not to make someone feel bad or look stupid. It's to have good conversations, be building relationships, be sharing the truth in a way that's uh, in the way of Jesus and not to win an argument, but to actually win a heart towards Jesus. And if you're really competitive and because uh, Zach and I were both college athletes, sometimes we can be that way, but that's, you got to resist that a little bit because uh, it's not going to be the best way to share your faith with someone if you're just looking to win. That's such a good reminder right off the bat because you're you're kind of playing with two relationships. Really, you want the relationship over just being right, um, but you're hoping that there's some relationship that you could actually develop with this person. But ultimately, like you're hoping that they find a relationship with Jesus, and if you cut off that relational thing just at at being right, then you've kind of cut your feet out from under you. So when it comes to sharing your faith and why do you think so many Christians want to avoid arguments about our beliefs? And maybe is there a difference between giving an argument and arguing? Yeah, that's an important question because I, I have run into a lot of Christians who, who just think it's it's just plain wrong uh, to, to give any kind of an argument for God. But I, I think uh, a lot of times this stems from sort of a uh, confusion between uh, arguing and giving an argument. So the Bible certainly is in favor of us giving arguments. And, and by an argument, we just mean reasons for thinking a certain position is true. Uh, the Bible calls us in many places to defend the truth, to defend it with love, um, to, to give reasons for the hope that you have. There's this famous uh, passage in 1 Peter 3, uh, 15 to 16, that talks about always be ready, always be prepared to give uh, a reasoned defense or an argument or an, uh, an apologetic. It actually uses the Greek word apologia, where we get the word apologetic. So the Bible uh, commands us to be ready to give reasons, and, and by that we mean arguments, but that doesn't mean the same thing as what we usually mean by arguing, which is, is sort of quarreling or fighting or that sort of thing. We, we want to avoid that at all costs, as we kind of talked about in our last uh, podcast. Uh, you, you never win if uh, anyone is, is upset or arguing. 
So very important that we not confuse the two and, and, and assume that we should never give arguments in the sense of reasons why we should believe in God, reasons why we should believe Christianity is true and not something else. The Bible commands us to do that, but it commands us to do this with gentleness, with respect, um, and in a winsome uh, way. So guys, you talked a lot about the importance of asking questions and how Jesus asked a lot of questions. When he was in conversations with people, he found that a lot. He really knew how to engage with people kind of of all walks of, of life and and uh, beliefs too. So what did you say about Jesus' use of questions? Yeah, when you, when you look at Jesus, you would think, man, he, he's he's God in the flesh. So if anyone can just speak the truth, and just tell us what to believe, it should be him. But when you look at the Gospels, there's 307 recorded questions that Jesus asked. And it's really funny if you focus on it, like people come up to Jesus all the time and they ask him a question and he doesn't answer. He asks them a question back. Or if he's teaching, he doesn't just say the truth he wants them to know. He asks questions. And I think uh, being God, he knows how we learn and how we process. And questions can be this way to help someone process it in their own space, in their own time. It's kind of a disarming way. Instead of just telling someone what they should believe, it's helping them come to the belief themselves. My, my wife is a, a counselor, a therapist. And what do you do in, in therapy? They, they ask you a lot of questions because they don't want to just tell you what to do. They want you to arrive at it yourself. And so that's why questions are such a powerful tool and why Jesus used them so much. So one of the hardest things about sharing your faith seems to be um just getting into the faith conversation itself. So uh, can you tell me a little bit, Zach, maybe about this this idea of the 10-second the window? What, what is that? Yeah, this is a concept that uh, Kokel, Greg Kokel talks about in his book Tactics, which we, rep- uh, we referred to in the uh, previous podcast. Excellent book, highly recommended. Um, see, Kokel talks about the 10-second window, which is basically this window of time where uh, – a friend of yours or someone you've you've kind of wanted to witness to and you've kind of never known how to do it, uh, they say something that could open up the door to uh, a faith conversation that you could springboard off of. Uh, maybe they say something even negative about religion or about Christianity. They, maybe they say religious people are always pushing their ideas or, or maybe they just talk about something like, you know, sometimes I wonder what happens to us when I die, and you just recognize, oh, this is something I could springboard off of and get into the faith conversation with this person that I've always wanted to have, but I've never quite known how to get into it. And and what he, he suggests is resist the temptation to go on a sermon when that happens and just go on this long monologue and start, you know, saying whatever you want to say. When the 10-second window happens, how do you capitalize on it? How do you keep the conversation going? How do you draw that person in? Uh, You do it by asking questions. So if somebody said something like, you know, religious people are always just pushing their ideas on others, you might say something like, well, yeah, I I don't really like pushy people myself. And, uh, but, you know, I'd, I'd like to know what you think about it. It's interesting you say that, you know, why... What do you believe about religion? What do you believe about God? And and so you're asking them a question because they brought up the the uh, the topic of 
religion or, or Christianity, and you want to, to bounce off of that, but get them talking. Ask them a question. Um, or if someone says, sometimes I wonder what happens to us when we die, you could say, you know, well, what do you think happens? Um, that sort of thing. And just get them talking. Use questions to draw them in uh, and resist the urge to just sort of uh, go, go on a monologue. It's, it's way more engaging and, and gets the conversation flowing. Yeah, I could see where that the, the, the window opens and then you <laughs> you jump right through or pull them right through or whatever when you just want to keep doors open, windows open, and keep the conversation going and, and uh, use that wisely. So you guys talked a lot about how questions help with diagnosing the barriers that keep someone from Jesus. So um, let's wrap up by discussing that for a few minutes, um, all these different barriers that, that might arise between uh, you and the person, between that person and faith or their uh, belief in Jesus. So what are some of those questions, Trey, you want to take this one that help diagnose those barriers? Yeah, this is really, really important because not everyone has the same barriers and not all barriers are are, um, stemming from the same place. And so as a youth pastor, I've made this mistake way too many times, um, but a student will come with an issue or a question, and I think I instantly know how to answer it. And so I think I know what they need, and I start diving into what I think they need to hear. And maybe it's something that worked for a previous student, um, and they ask the same question, but behind the question that's similar, they might actually have a different barrier. And because I wasn't analyzing that, I gave them all these uh, words of wisdom that didn't even apply to them. And it just fell on deaf ears because that's not really what they needed. And so people have a lot of different barriers um, when it comes to faith. Maybe it's emotional barriers. Uh, someone in their family has died and they're mad at God. So it's not a question of, you know, does God exist? Is he there? You don't need to prove God exists to them. They're just mad at them. And so it's more of an emotional barrier rather than an intellectual barrier. But for some people, it's more intellectual. Uh, Maybe other people have moral uh, barriers where they know if they accept what the Bible says about Jesus, then their life is going to have to change morally. And that might be a barrier. Other people might have family barriers where um, they don't know how this change in belief might affect their social standing or their relationships in their life. And so if you aren't really figuring out and diving deep into figuring out what their barrier is, you aren't going to be actually able to effectively address that barrier and help them through it. Yeah, so this is uh, this is the first really good use of questions. I mean, there's a lot of uh, good uses of questions, and next week we'll talk about even more of them. But just, just using questions to diagnose um, the barriers. Uh, as Trey said, there's so many possible ones it could be. So think about like when you go into a medical doctor's office and you sit down, you know, what is the first thing that, that the doctor's going to do? He's, he's not going to probably, he or she's not going to look at you and say, well, you've got tonsillitis or you've got cancer, or they're not going to just diagnose you straight away. They're going to they're going to ask you questions. They're going to try to find out your symptoms and say, you know, well, what brings you here today? Uh, and you say, uh, well, you know, my stomach doesn't feel great. And then they'll say, well, is it like a sharp pain, a dull ache? Uh, wh- where is it? Is it more up in your upper stomach, your lower stomach? They're going to ask you a bunch of questions and they're going to try to figure out uh, how they can help you. And it's very similar when you're trying to lead somebody to Christ and you don't know 
uh, as Trey said, whether it's it's more of an emotional thing or an intellectual thing, and you and you really don't want to assume because if you assume, you you could just be wasting time and leading them down the wrong path and not really helping them, as Trey mentioned. So we talked about. Uh, how you can use questions to really figure that out. Things like just asking them what they believe, uh, if they ha- hold to a certain religion. Uh, and if they say yes, you know, well, what drew you to it? And, and when you ask them that, you're, you're learning things. You're learning about what, what they're looking for in a religion or what they find attractive about their own beliefs. Uh, maybe they say they're not religious. Um, I guarantee they believe something, even though they may not say they're religious. Uh, ask them what they believe. Uh, find out things like, where do you think meaning comes from? Is there meaning and purpose in life? You know, other big questions like, well, what do you think about where humans came from? What, what do you think happens to us when we die? Um, another good diagnostic question would be something like, what, do you, what are your biggest doubts about Christianity? What do you think about that? If, uh, what, what, what would... What, what doesn't make sense to you? And, and you'll learn a lot when, when you show genuine interest in them and what they believe and, um, and don't make them feel bad about, you know, admitting that they have their doubts. Um, and and uh, the ultimate diagnostic question, one that I just love to ask, and I've asked this uh, many times, is uh, if there were good evidence for Christianity, would you want to be a Christian? Um, because this really helps you to d- discover, is it, is it really at bottom an evidence thing for this person, or is it more uh, something else? Uh, and if, if they say, uh, well, I, I, just, I still wouldn't want to believe in, in that, that kind of a God, well, then you could really explore that and find out why. So uh, just a lot of questions you can ask, all aimed at figuring out what are their beliefs, what, how do they feel about God, what do they think about God? Um, and, and, and by asking these, you're, you're going to get a better idea, just like the medical doctor, of what approach should I take to help remove those barriers, help bring that person to Christ. That's so cool, Zach, because I, I could see where those would be so helpful to get into the convert. You know where to join in. You're not going to lag behind where they're at or get out ahead of them or whatever. I just heard... One of my friends, my son's friends, was reflecting on that very idea that until this summer, recently, he didn't believe in in Jesus. And there had been so much talk over the years about how much God loves him, how much Jesus loves us. And it had become such a non-issue because he didn't believe that God existed in the first place. So who cares if this non-existent being loves me, you know? And so to start with the love was at a place that wasn't helpful for this particular student at that time. And maybe if some questions had happened earlier on and, and good listening is also what I'm picking up. Cause if you ask questions, you got to be a good listener. So, um, we are all, learning how to be good listeners to this podcast and this resource. So thank you, Zach. Thank you, Trey, for this week's episode. We'll be back with another one before you know it. And as always, remember to share this resource with other parents, other students, because uh, this is all really good stuff. If you got questions about Connection Point Church or the Worldview Ministry in particular, you can go to cp.news for more help.